Welcome to Dim Lights and Stiff Drinks, a deep dive into the dive bars of Seattle. That awesome wave of surf music that we just drove in on is nothing less than Satan's Pilgrims, Northwest Surf Legends. And the music is more fitting tonight because probably the last show any of us saw before the lockdown. It was, was my it. last show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we saw Satan's Pilgrims at uh, your bar. Dan's right here. here. Right here at Daryl's. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was an amazing show. So we're here at Daryl's Tavern to the... Right of me is an ice rink. To the left of me is a uh, Fred Meyer, Northwest Grocer Fred Meyer, and uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> don't forget Riley's Auto Parts. Yeah, my name is yeah. Sweet Lou. Yeah. To the left of me, we got Bob Trombley. This yeah, is a yeah. Bob Trombley production. Hey now, we got Brad, the Stash Panda resident historian. Hello, hello, and uh, we got Jay Deasy. J- Jay Deasy? Yeah. Is that what we're going with this weekend? No. Okay, good. Uh, Jay Deasy. Right. Right. Yep. And we got a yep. special guest, guest tonight. Yeah, We've got the owner of Daryl's Tavern with us here tonight, Mr. Dykeman. Dan Dykeman is here. Glad to be here. All right. Thank you for agreeing to join. All episodes start with the hope of the owner joining us on mic. And <laughs> how many have we got so far? Uh, this is, is Dan the first one? Well, we had yeah. Charles Finkel. I don't it's know if that was technically the first yeah. one. Okay, we had Finkel, yeah. the owner of uh, <coughs> let's, call it, let's call it first one. Yeah, it's called first yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. One thing we've all agreed upon is that to be a dive bar, you've got to have some years under your belt, and this one qualifies. Daryl's Tavern's been around since? Since 1967. 1967, special treat tonight. Dan Dykeman's with us. All right, so that's it. You want to talk about where we're at first? Talk about the neighborhood? Yeah, why don't you go over the quick neighborhood, and then we'll take a deep dive into the history of this place. Well, it's not too far for, for our listener that listened to the first show and stuck around. Mm-hmm. And he's still listening mm-hmm. to this one. <laughs> we are right down the, practically see it from here. We are yeah. right down the road from Woody's. It's yeah. about, what, 15 blocks up the road? Probably, yeah. Aurora is uh, it's, it's Highway 99. It, it was the major arterial going north and south um, before the interstate was built in 1964. And on Aurora, it's all business, right? It's all commercial. And a surprising amount of it, most of it, in fact, is immune to gentrification. Aside from Lowe's and Home Depot, and there's a Costco a couple clicks up the road, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this whole thing are cool, small businesses. Yep. Okay. So, as was mentioned before, we are here at Daryl's Tavern, a personal favorite of mine, just off the drag of Aurora Avenue North. Daryl's is an old school bar whose motto is where your dad used to drink. And indeed, that's what it feels like when you walk into this place. It's definitely one of those beer in a shot type taverns that embraces its dive bar status and wears it on its sleeves. The tavern has had a total of three owners, and that includes the current owner, Dan, who's sitting here with us right now. So, Dan, I'm going to go over the history of this place. And if I get anything wrong, please feel free to speak up and, you know. So, uh... Yeah, so the tavern has had a total of three owners. First opened in 1967 by a man named Daryl Morrison, which is, of course, where the bar gets its name. And when Daryl first opened this tavern, he ran it as a piano bar, actually, where someone would come in every night, play songs on the piano for the customers, and sing, all that kind of stuff. In fact, the current owner, Dan, when he purchased this bar in 2009... The original piano you were telling me was still here, and you ended up selling it to make room for the, the stage, I, right? Yeah, I think it was the original piano. I mean, it was. It probably it, was. It, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure it was. So yeah, they did have a piano bar. They had a piano here. And so yeah, that kind of that kind of blows my mind, right? Because 
I, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but you look around and it's really hard to, well, it's not that hard, but you envision this as like a swanky kind of, you like know, a piano, piano bar, bar yeah. right? It, it's, it's got a very different vibe now. Well, speaking of vibes, sometime in the mid 70s, during the height of the disco craze, Daryl actually turned this place into a discotheque, <laughs> complete with a dance floor. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine what a 1970s disco on Aurora Avenue must have been like? It must have been like that. It must have been crazy. So that was the first owner again. That was during Daryl's reign. In 1979, Daryl put the tavern up for sale, and a man by the name of Ben Hammond purchased it. So Ben Hammond, the Ben Hammond guy, became owner number two, and he would own the bar for the next 30 years. Ben Hammond was an accountant, and he owned his own accounting business here in the same building and had been a frequent visitor to the bar over the years. So, so uh, uh, pause you Yeah, right in there. the building, right? That, so there's other smart. businesses that have operated yeah. in this office building. Yeah. 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 Yep. We're on it, a two-story, right? We're, we're on a two-story. And there's apparently a basement, too, that's not currently. There, there used to be a Bill's Pool Hall. Yeah. Hmm. It had pinball machines and had kind of a room. There's, just, there's people that were kids that used to go play pinball and... Kind of, you know, you had to kind of sneak in there, I guess. But um, Who's it was some serious pool, right I guess, now? played down in the basement here uh, <laughs> over the years. And it was kind of a, one of those smoky, no music, just mm-hmm. pool, pool hall, you know, type thing. Yeah. And there was a little sign that came off the sign out here. It was a welded bar that came out that, had, that advertised the, another sign for the pool hall, which is the entry was somewhere on the north side of the building here, but... And there was a staircase that's been removed that used to go down there, and I'm not sure why that was all done. But anyway, the, and the sign's gone from the main sign outside, but it does still say billiards in big giant yeah. letters on the building outside. And so Daryl obviously, you know, had the office complex kind of concept, ahead, kind of ahead of his time a little bit, mm-hmm. above, retail in the middle, and then... What else? A pool hall in the basement, I guess. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> it's quite the picture. Uh, all, all the revenue streams, right there. Yeah. So yeah, he kind of, yeah. you know, he built this place. With, I'm sure he designed it, and or at least had a hand in it. And um, yeah, and here it is, still here. So and it's still here. And apparently, so when Hammond purchased it in '79, one of the things he did is there was an upstairs, and he converted the upstairs into his own office and living quarters. He basically like resided here, right? He, he lived up there. No, and he had a home, but he was in Puyallup, but he never went there. He had more cars, I guess, and he had his Lincoln Continentals parked against the fence, and they were all. <laughs> we're going to get to that Lincoln Continentals you know, plural. Hold, plural. Hold that Everything for a second. Okay. We're going right. to get into this. Yeah, this is where better. it gets interesting. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and then yeah, when I <laughs> got to know him was in the probably the first time I actually met him was I come in here. I just used to. Just come up to the north end and just go into dive bars just out of curiosity to go check them all out every pretty much everywhere I ever go. I still do that. He was, I don't know, he had to be in his 70s the first time I met him, his late 70s. And and then when I bought it from him, I think it was like 84 maybe, you know, at the time. And, you know, it was, there wasn't a lot going on here. There was just a, a handful of guys would come in here and neighborhood people. And it was just had a dimly lit not even a neon sign, like a light bulb open sign that you couldn't even <laughs> see from more than 10 feet away. But, but and, you had stiff drinks. Uh, well, they, this was just beer and wine. And this was when it was oh, usually yeah. a tavern. You know, tavern. and it was yeah. a tavern. Right. It was just basically yeah. a tavern. Uh, we put in the liquor after mm. I took it over because 
you know, why not? But, but you had um, to put in food, right? That was the rule? The food was you had to kind serve of, you know, food to serve we had the, you know, five fifteen dollar TV dinners and stuff like that for a while. <laughs> uh, but that worked for eventually, a while. But then we started making our own. We had a pizza oven that came with. So, I, you know, we put, we started, why don't we make pizzas to actually use that thing? And there's a small kitchen. It's, it's really not a full kitchen by any means. So what they did back then, I'm not really sure. I mean, I do have an old menu somewhere I saw. Now, here's where the history gets interesting about this place. So there was a long-standing rumor that this Hammond guy worked for the local mob and helped them by using his accounting skills to cook their books. Oh, he was a allegedly. mob accountant? Allegedly, Lou. Sense. Allegedly. I know a lot of accountants. Don't, throw, don't be throwing accusations out there. I know a lot of accountants. Like None of them die bars. Yeah. Makes it doesn't yeah. happen. You're, you're good, a bar guy if you buy a bar. Sure. I know it's a stretch you're a of the imagination. Accountant, if you're an accountant, buy a bar. Yeah, no. So he that's that was the the word on the street. <laughs> never the two shall mix. Is nope. that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Okay, never. Yeah. Whatever. I've never seen it. So that was the word on the street, and apparently, like as Dan was talking about, this place was really dark. The sign out front wasn't lit up. There was, you know, like a dimly lit open sign to barely let you know that it was open at all. So if you were passing by this place during this era, you could easily think like, oh, okay, that's one of those out of business type places. Dan, I want you to tell the story about the first, I think it was the first time you came in here and it was like something out of a movie where, you know, like the music stopped and everyone turned and stared. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. You know, you, you, I worked it down in Fremont. All these neighborhoods were as real popular at the time. Still is, obviously. So, I, you know, my days off, I didn't want to go necessarily go to those neighborhoods and same place you work. So I would go looking around for a quiet place to have a beer, you know, and just chill out. And I would go various places. And I, this one, was, I just drive by and eh, you know, there's something mysterious going on in this place. I got to <laughs> check it out. So I did, and you walk, you know, you walk in, and it's just kind of like, you know, it's silent. The jukebox didn't work. There was a little TV that sat on a little, little platforms with a chain holding it up, you know. And it was an old school TV. And a bunch of guys are sitting around the bar, and maybe there'd be, you know, one of their wives or something like that. And you just walk, and everybody just kind of stop. Look at you, you know. Yeah. And it was one of those, the, the, you know, like the movie the, thing where you, everybody stops the, and turns, record needle, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you walk in like all eyes are on you, and you just kind of, how's it going, you know? And you sit down. I, it didn't bother me. I mean, that happened at other places as well. Mm-hmm. And I would just it's every place I grab a do. seat and, you know, start talking, order a beer, kind of mind my own business the first few times, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. and then, well, back so back to this Ben Hammond guy. Ben Hemanera, right? So he's running this like a private club. Disco, Visitors are not house. welcome. This is post disco. And then the other part you alluded to earlier. So Ben Hammond, so he was a big fan and his customers of Lincoln Continentals. And so the parking lot was always full oh, is that why of Lincoln I, Continentals. If you look up pictures on, yes, your, on yes, your Google machine, you can find old the pictures first of it. Three that pop up are yeah. parking lots full of Lincolns. With a couple that's, caddies thrown yeah. in for good measure. Oh, that's why that is. So I didn't even notice they were all Lincolns. I was like, oh, all 70s cars. They're all 70s Lincolns, yeah. Which nice. doesn't exactly dispel the rumors on the street. That yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Big black cars. <laughs> yeah. So a darkened place. Yeah. Yes, guys coming out. That like, operated oh, more okay. like a private club. Yeah. 
were, you know, run by a shady accountant who was rumored to be working for the mob with a bunch of Lincolns and caddies <laughs> in the front. So you kind of get the picture right there. Dan also shared with me, and you can talk more about this, that when you purchase the place, I think like you went to... Panky rings everywhere, trench coats and <laughs> Track suits and stuff. Black socks. <laughs> well, so Dan, when he first went to this place, went to the local county auditor's office, because, you know, you needed to pull some old paperwork in order yeah. to get a sense of what licenses and paperwork yeah, was needed business, for this place. Man. And it sounds like there were all kinds of, uh, shall we say, anomalies that you and the well, clerk found in the paperwork? They couldn't find it. I mean, they, they literally, they go, what, what is this place? Where is it? You know, what's it called? Oh they just, I'm sorry, they, it, it was like exist. it dropped it off exist. the, uh, you know, like they had the inspections for the normally, you know, health inspector, all, yeah. none of that. I mean, the men, they had copies old menus that were just yellow, you know. It was just, they found, they eventually found some file, like literally in the back room, <laughs> you know, they dug it up somewhere. And they showed all this random stuff. And I was just like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure having known him fairly well at that point, I was like, he probably just did not answer the door. You know, the thing where somebody knocks on the door to come and inspect something and you just never, <laughs> go away. you just either tell him to go away or you just, you. Hide, you just turn, stand there and watch him or and never answer the door. Or maybe it actually worked like a city Until the guy gets... And eventually they just the don't guy. come around anymore. They just sort of... Yeah. And it was in the That's era where it was still kind of one of those things where it hadn't been computer... You know, mm. everything was still on paper. Yeah. It was right in that transition thing before things were had databases on things, you know. And it was... Uh, well, you could they just They would just the file and, you know, <laughs> forget about the place. Back you know when men I mean? can make agreements with each so other. So now, as, yeah. as a business owner, this has got to be some big fucking red flags, right? Well, I didn't really care well, no, because, really, that's you know, I mean, I, that was all, matter, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going, I thought it was interesting. I, it didn't, I didn't care really because it was, it could, I was going to totally, it didn't have any no, business. Really. I wasn't inheriting like some thriving thing. It was like, uh, it was just a right. uh, private club. Like you said, it was just kind I, of like. I would be super scared that this shit would come in back No, but just here. going forward, when you um, buy, right? When well, they didn't really do so anything. Like, yeah. When you buy a bar, you buy the assets. Bad that the there was any real record of that I know of, or that there was any. As far as I know, everything was, you know, it was fine. You know, as yeah. far as any. Uh, you, so the, you didn't have any concerns, like, eh, whatever. Uh, you know, I just, you know, I, all I was doing is signing a lease to yeah. take over the business, mm -hmm. and you know, and that was it. You know, and it was. And, and, and his daughter Sue was really super cool. She helped me out with a lot of stuff, and and the the, the only business I really did have was the hockey guys next door, which are now probably at the Northgate, the, the new Kraken facility now. But mm -hmm. you know, and they would come over here and just have their big trophy night at the end of the season, and you oh, know, and I think it was, was, was a hockey puck. There? Well, it used to be right, right there. I think somebody, I don't know, they stole it or. It was a hockey puck screwed to the wall right there. But that was the big, you know, the night. It was Thursday nights. They would all roll in here in force. But other than that, there was very little business here. So I just go, I'm just getting this bar, and I'm going to I'm gonna do music. I'm going to do the dive bar thing. I'm going to get bands in here. I'm going to well, that, try to do all that stuff, which is what we did. right? Like, your, your music ambitions is, that's fresh, other than... yeah. The piano. Yeah, I mean, the, the I don't think there'd been any disco or piano or anything in here since During probably. Ben years, yeah. I don't think since that time. For yeah. like 30 years. Point being is, piano bar, old history, disco, 
okay. But now we've got a music history. It's it's kind of gone full circle. Yeah, it has kind of gone full circle, and it's it is popular as a as a music venue at this for the last hell yeah you know, 10, 12 years. So yeah, it's, yeah. it is uh, the music hell yeah. venue. And we're still, it's one of the best. It's one of the best. New yeah. up and coming bands are playing here as well as well established Seattle bands later. are playing here. So. Yeah, so going back to your story, so it sounds like you purchased the bar from this Ben Hammond guy in the 2009, was yeah. it? Yeah, the very His health like, started October, to decline. October of 2009. October of 2009. Yeah. And you were looking for a dive bar to purchase because you were telling me that, you know, you were... I was looking around. I had kind of a... I could think about five different places in hey, different parts of town. Look at Craigslist and, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I knew these no. places were there. I just didn't know if they'd let go of them or if they right. were ever available or if they were going to pass them on Where to a family member looking? or what was going to happen. Where else were you looking? It was a Tug Tavern down in, in oh, Del Ridge. Oh, one hell yeah. Yeah. School, yeah. Hell yeah. Which just got oh, yeah. taken out, yeah. unfortunately. Yep. I mean, the old cabin tavern's still down oh, there. Oh, hell yeah. But, Episode uh, number two. Yeah, that, we recorded cabin. There. And yeah. that uh, was, you know, at a time where it was a little bit iffy about how that where that was going to go. And I'm glad to see that one's still still there. Yeah. I know there's something out in West Seattle. There was a place out in West Seattle called... Uh, Bob's a West Seattle guy. What do you got? Connie and something like... It was a, it was a couple... Chuck and Sally's. Mm-hmm. I was, and I really wanted to get that one. But and I couldn't have done music in there, but I would have got it anyway. Yeah. Now it's it is something. It might be just the name Chuck and Sally. It's you know that's yeah. money stuff right there. <laughs> and you know I mean, and it just was this tiny little cool neighborhood bar. Yeah. You know I just wanted to get something to get started. You know with my own place. This place was, was good because it was bigger and it was it had carpeting on the walls. If I was doing music, it was couldn't be. You know, like a sound more perfect kind of thing. Oh yeah, I mean nice. the, the bounce. Uh, you know, you go into a all the new construction is just super echoey and it's all glass, yeah. cement, oh, the steel. You know, shit. so it's yeah, just like this place will this place will hide a gunshot easy. You know, yeah. Well, that, yeah. that's that's yeah. They probably Allegedly. you know. Well, there was windows right here in where in the carpet is yeah, on this wall here. They, there was they, somebody yeah. threw a beer bottle through the window and some you know act of rebellion or something. And I think Ben got really mad and said, screw it, I'm bricking in the building, I'm bricking in the windows. And he's the guy that put the carpet on the walls, at least on that wall. And uh, Beer-proof carpet. And it was, yeah. it set yeah. it up for me perfect because there was just the doors and no windows hardly. Actually, there's big fans over here on these little small windows. I had a friend of mine that puts in windows, take those big, I mean, Still they were like fans. like aircraft engines, almost like fan. Big, <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's like talking about sucking the smoke out of here. You know, it probably did a hell of a good job. But probably needed to back They were just day. gnarly and big and kind of ugly. So I got a little light out of those and ventilation and so forth. But, yeah. you know, it was great for the music. So, and it still is. It's great. And yeah. Dan, one of the coolest things that you were telling me about when we talked last week is that you were telling me, Bill, basically the sign out front, the iconic Daryl sign, yeah. that street side, sounds like that was almost ready to be demoed, and that you kind of saved it. Can you talk about that? Yeah, that was, that's the one thing I didn't really realize. I knew that they had, the, you know, the, the, the parking lot went right up to the road, and when they put the new sidewalks and stuff in, they had sold eight, ten feet or whatever to be able to have it, you know, the offset from the road and the, put the right. sidewalk and all that stuff in. So they sold that to the city of Shoreline for X amount of dollars. But the sign at that point was too close to the sidewalk 
by code and all that. Mm. And so, and at this point, I don't think he cared really what happened to the sign. It wasn't even hooked up. The wires <laughs> running out to it were in the basement in a coil. Um, <laughs> and the neon was all broken. And that was the other thing, you know, just this little sign that open with a light bulb, like a 40-watt light bulb or something. You know I mean? It was like, <laughs> if you weren't looking careful, you wouldn't even know this place was open. And so the sign was still sitting there. And then I found out after I'd already signed, I go, and I went, what do you mean with the sign? And I, so I immediately ran over and asked who was in charge of this kind of stuff over the city. And, was, mm-hmm. and this guy was very cool and very cooperative. I said, I need that sign. I just bought the bar. And, you know, I got to have that sign. It's part of the original history, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, yeah, well, we can probably do that. So basically the city of Shoreline owned the sign. And I was able to get the you know, ownership to, like, of the sign. Three feet to satisfy. Is it? Yeah. Kind of is there some you know, historic registry it, kind you know, of shit going on? They didn't on? really want it necessarily. They just, <laughs> oh, right? you know, no, at some like point it would, it would probably go away. So I called this Shoreline Sign Company that was here. I, I think they're. I'm not sure if they're still around or not. But I go, you guys get over here and get the sign. So they came over and they cut it. They cut it with a saw. Cut it down and put it on a flatbed truck and took it away to their sign shop and I went okay sweet now I got it you know now I can deal with whatever else I got to deal with which was to get an engineer to draw a new footprint mm-hmm. with rebar and moving engineering drawings and move yep. it back so many feet. feet and then I decided to move it up a little bit further north so it had a little bit further away from the sight line from the you know people mm-hmm. looking at it from a distance and you know anyway did all that got the approvals sign was rebuilt cement was poured and boom, we pulled the wires out of the basement, hooked them up, and kaboom, it worked. And it was, it was rebirth. The Daryl so, sign came alive and again. And thank you for doing that, because, I mean, oh, that sign yeah. is one of my favorite along Aurora Avenue. It, I mean, it's, it's very yeah, It was just it's cool to iconic. see it light up Incredible. again. I remember that day. very when iconic. They I mean, just, without just the sign, on. it's almost like you're hiding. With, or or yeah. you, would have, you, you would have nothing. You, you would disappear back. into... You wouldn't even... Yeah, I mean, the sign is so much part of the identification and the marker for where what this place is inside by seeing that outside so it's like those two things had to be to stay together i wasn't sure if i was going to keep it daryl's actually at the beginning you know i had, really you know i be, but then i started looking around the, the big those ceramic letters with aluminum wrapped around them and they're like i don't know you had no who made those point. or how they yeah. were made but oh. they look really expensive to try to and they try to get rid of them and then yeah and i went no no i think I'm, you made I'm, the right choice i'm not I'm, I'm, I'm i go i'm keeping this 100 percent exactly what it is i'm just going to add more of what it speaks to me as and it was just you know my dad's era dive bar it was northwest dive bar all the way all the way i gotta ask and, though uh, did, did you have some alternatives in mind well i did have I, if you look on our business license where it has uh you know the, the names there's an alternate name it was R- the red arrow tavern all right and um, to it i like that that Never happened, but yeah. it's on. It's still on the paperwork. Actually, did you have a did you have a number two and a fallback? Mm, well, there had, I have other bar concepts Dance. where I had names. What was one of them for like a really trippy, dark cocktail line? It was called the Gilded Cage. <laughs> oh, and, one like the, uh, and one was the and one was and one was the the I think it was called the Red Carpet, but it would have like one of those those <laughs> yeah. uh, those things that come out you see in new york that cover the sidewalk you know and that has that little piece yeah. of carpet that rolls up uh-huh. of course it'd have to be red of course i'm into the red thing i know. think i you, know some other stuff i had some other ones too yeah 
I think you should really try to pursue taking over Harvey's. I know it has kind of like a, a shaky history behind it, but um, I, I think would, you're the you, right man for the job, especially with the sign I, up front and everything. I, I the Harvey's, Harvey's sign is cool as, as hell. I mean, the Episode ears number thirty-two flip back and forth. It's Don't like, skip ahead. Yeah. That sign is really even. I think a little bit even more money. Really, Ooh, that's, I mean, it's that's just the so dive cool bar's closed right now. But it's mm-hmm. it has the big sign out front that says Harvey's and there's a rabbit, and oh, it's yeah. uh, there's two sets of neon and there's a yeah. relay that switches the neon back and forth yeah, like great. his ears are moving. Huh. I've well, never noticed I'm, uh, it. It's an Aurora thing. It, well, it's not here. lit up anymore, and and there's a point where the again one of these old rules, the, like on. it was distracting to have the ears flipping back and forth, even though they've been doing it for oh. 50 years. Yeah, you know. They made him freeze it in it one position or another. What, who, who, the fuck, who the fuck made the... The liquor board. It was you, Jeremy. Was all I kinds of weird stuff the? like that. There was a lot of weird rules that went on for a while. You couldn't oh, yeah. use the word tavern if you sold liquor. Right. And all that kind of got sorted out and, yeah. and just went, nah, it doesn't matter. And, you know, fortunately, because I didn't want to have to change it to Daryl's Pub, I don't think that would quite really... No. Yeah, that's You made the just, right choice. So I that's there's a little story behind that. But anyway, we got past that we're able to keep the tavern tag and was well, just like in the early 20th century the word saloon was a really yeah, loaded word sure. yeah that even bar. it was it was almost like the the social boogeyman of its time and yeah for a while they had to avoid the word saloon now it's kind of like a quaint term and yeah. oh isn't that yeah, nice old timey and actually, stuff but for a while a bad word for you a had while. to avoid yeah. it at all terms it was a bad word tavern tavern was a little bit way, that way too you didn't. You didn't want to be a tavern yeah. for a while. You didn't right. want to be a tavern, but yeah. now it's like. Well, now it's like you know. Really, the new tavern is all these ta- these beer, uh, you know, is. like breweries and, and the yeah. tasting rooms and, and the tap rooms and, 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 and the idea. tap rooms. You know, I guess and yeah, they don't call them taverns. They call them, I guess, tap rooms. Tap rooms I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. for the most part. So, in summary, Daryl's Tavern is a true relic of Aurora Avenue, whose story reflects the sordid and seedy history of the roadway itself. A large part of its story is shrouded in mysterious rumors of organized crime, but that only adds to its reputation as one of the area's top drinking establishments. It is a bar that certainly embraces its roots. As the current owner once quipped to the Seattle Times, old Highway 99 culture is almost erased on Aurora, but not here. That was uh, Mike, I believe, said that. I think we... Oh, I thought it was you that said it. Um... I don't think so, but no? but you know, you know. Also, there is a Daryl's ghost too. Just to throw oh, that out. oh, you have yeah. our interest now, oh. and uh, and he does. I'm pretty sure it's a he. It's actually Daryl. I could be. I think it's Ben. Oh, Daryl Ben. But, oh. Wait, wait, who's Ben? Well, Ben's the second owner. Owner number two. Yeah. We're, we're getting somewhere interesting and here. It could be, could be him as well. But there's definitely a presence. People have heard things. The noises, they are not normal. It's not a big place, so you, you hear sure. stuff real quick. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. see, like, somebody or they feel someone's around them. And, feel and I felt it, actually, too, when you're here, like, late at night, dead quiet after. You know, it's kind of weird because you have these bands. It's all just all this activity. And then all of a sudden you're here at 4 in the morning, and it's just like you're cleaning up, and it's like dead silent. Quiet. You know, it's like almost a polar opposite, you know. Yeah. And you're and you're just sitting here and then all of a sudden and you're it's typically when you're by yourself, you'll feel this mm-hmm. presence. I grew up in a lot of old homes too where it had yeah. a lot of like, you know, people saw people sit on their beds and 
you know, my family, you know, like old houses, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s houses. Sure, yeah. And uh, I've always felt these presence in these whole. And so when you feel these things, you're going, yeah, there's something going on here. You know, it's obviously a friendly presence. It's not doing anything weird, yeah. but maybe just, yeah. just giving you a little right. scare now and then. <laughs> uh, like you know it's around. The, yeah, it was probably you know, Daryl or maybe it was Ben. I don't know. Or maybe it was some other guy. I have no idea. But cool. yeah, there's a little bit of that in, in any old it could just building be a guy or place. Out in the booth that you noticed was still here from last. Yeah, that could be the regular that was here for you know thirty years or something. Who knows? Let's go with Daryl. Well, it's funny because up the road at Woody's, there's allegedly a heroin addict ghost that haunts the upstairs of Woody's. Then the word, the story about it is, is that back in the '70s, the upstairs of Woody's, it was the Echo Lake Tavern back there. Right was kind of like a lot of heroin addicts would go up there. It was kind of a heroin den of sorts. And someone, of course, had an overdose at some point and died. And that ghost of that lady that overdosed apparently still haunts up there. And there's a couple of regulars there that swear that they've had encounters with this heroin ghost. I, so it's, it's interesting. I wouldn't hear. be surprised. I, I think yeah. these things do, I do too. perpetuate themselves in, yeah. in really old I do too. energy that builds up in an old space over so time. Right, you surely... Know. Surely Daryl's has a ghost of a Lincoln Continental. <laughs> well, we have pictures. We have lots of pictures of the Lincoln Continentals. I saw them myself. They were there. Yeah. Uh, I was even, actually, Sue, his daughter, offered me one of them. when he uh, Offered you a Lincoln Continental? Yeah. She said, well, we got, you it's know, like being we know what to do with all these Lincoln Continentals. What the hell? Right? And, You're like, uh, uh, no, I, know, I, got, I and already I was have too going, many Lincoln Continentals. Oh. Now I'd probably maybe do it. I don't know. Breaks. At the time, I was going. I don't have money to for new tires. Even you know, it would oh, just. Yeah. <laughs> I do think we need to like associate Lincoln Continentals with Daryl's. Oh, is that fair? Is that fair? It's been that was one of the things people always noticed. Even if they'd never come in here, they always saw the the the, the row of Lincolns parked against. Yeah. Them. I always wondered. Yeah. I think What's it scared a lot there? of people. In fact, oh. <laughs> I talked to a gal that Back before remembers. Not even that long ago, her boyfriend or whatever said, you know, let's go to Daryl's. And she said, okay. And they, they got like a coupon um, or something. Yeah. And they came up and they parked. Too many Lincolns? And she like was very, mm-hmm. felt, was had a moment of fear where mm-hmm. she wasn't sure she wanted to actually follow through. And go. she didn't know what she would find inside here. Yeah. And then when she found, came in, she was, oh, actually, this is cool. But there was that, that mystique of mayhem and fear or whatever <laughs> you know was definitely there well, it's like, it's like, like rolling I, into a bar that's got like a row of like old school harley choppers or something out in front yeah. you're like eh. yeah. you, you just make an yeah. instant eh. assumption yeah am i going to be welcomed in this bar there, are these nice people or not yeah, yeah. I don't, I, then then you, then you go into the bar and you're like oh well fuck yeah this is great yeah everybody's cool it's all good yeah it's yeah. like when you think of it as a piano bar though it makes sense because this place is very art deco right like this, it's got a weird it's a giant design of that's bar. always I mean, wondered Jeremy, about. Tell us, yeah. tell us what we're bar. drinking and tell us. Oh my God. It looks like it's from like Pittsburgh or something, like. you know, the way it's from the outside. Well, yeah. Yeah. This bar. It doesn't yeah. really fit the Northwest from the outside. It looks very it does look more East, East Coast. Coast. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We were just talking about that before we started recording that the decorations, both now with a the holiday theme, which is awesome, but even without the holiday theme, 
is it, it just it's very comforting. You walk in here and you're just yeah. like, it's, it's ah, kind of that's a good way to describe feels it. Damn How good. Would you describe that bar in the center to a blind man, Jeremy. Oh my god. Well, first of all, the lighting. So our podcast is Dim Lights and Stiff Drinks. And this <laughs> lives up to that name. And the lighting in here if is they turn just, off the light above the just table, fucking pitch perfect. Black. It's perfect. Right? You've got some 70s crazy those, ass chrome and glass Sears. ball Sears. Those are Sears chandeliers. You chandeliers. Put over uh, there's like 20 of them. And, and the, yeah. holy shit. And there's a Blatt's beer uh, well, chandelier in the middle. Well, the beer in signs in this place are holy my favorite shit. of all local dive bars. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, describe that uh, the Schlitz Saturn. No, that one's from 1962. <laughs> oh, hell yeah! I used to turn when I first got it. Winds up like a like a like a like an alarm clock. 61. So, can you fire it up? But it doesn't rotate off? anymore. No. Oh. Finally died. And it's a weird Damn it! Because oh. it would go click 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 click. I'm then, pretty handy with stuff. I, yeah, I, I know a guy. I know and a guy who can fix that. Would just be enough to keep it spinning once you clicked it to <laughs> get it going. Crazy. <laughs> it was really weird. It had this sounds like cool a bathroom thing, fan. You could, tell, you could feel it in. Okay, that's going. It got weaker and weaker and weaker, and finally it finally. just stopped yeah. spinning at all. But and then I thought, well, I could probably find some other motor. I and retrofit it somehow, and maybe because you know, I doubt you can the, find uh, that particular motor it's, anymore. It's the old uh, pinball guys. Pinball guys will fix that shit up. Yeah, I'm actually trying to find. I am on this Facebook group. I need to get more. Uh, we know mm-hmm. the guy who runs Have Shorties. Have Ava come mm-hmm. do it. That yeah. Yeah. We have a, we'll hook you up. We'll connection for you. Yeah, we'll hook you up. Guys that repair these old beer signs, there's that, uh, the Miller sign over there turns around and lights up and it's, you know, it's a great sign. Um, and you got some motion, work. motion it, magic signs in here too, right? There's a couple of there's, them. There's well, there's one I got to put back over here. It's one of the Millers with the bouncing balls. Yeah, I yeah, that one. yeah. I, gotta, it's, I have it. Is I Motion Magic that uh, dance troupe you're in, Jeremy? <laughs> yes. Hey, yeah. What you drinking, Dan? It's your joint. Yeah, uh, you're I, drinking. I, yeah, uh, I typically drink a Heineken. You know, something off the tab. But I just grabbed a, a, a bottle of Heineken just because something light. And I got and a little a. shot of tequila to go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't really, you know, getting real thoughtful about it necessarily yeah. but you know we have kind of a lot we have tried to get some smaller breweries on well shit i mean you've got a pretty epic selection we've talked about this in numerous episodes about like you can't have a bar in seattle without having good craft beer it's like we're we're, oh, yeah. a, we're yeah. a beer city and it's yeah. just like it, so the fact that you've got some pretty epic beers, I, I'm glad you brought up so, well, some local stuff. You got like Hellbent, you got Georgetown, right? Some stuff on tap. Yeah. You, you mentioned about Bodie how Man. you've got uh, what eleven taps now. Yeah. When you bought the place, though, there was like what three something no, like that. No, actually, they were all there. Those are the original uh, lineup. Oh. That's yeah, wow. the same uh, tap same handles tap that was lineup. It's just that they didn't use half of them, you know. I mean, oh, really? it was, yeah, they were there, but you couldn't actually. Well, get they just a didn't beer. have enough people to drink <laughs> off, of so they had, you know, Bud and oh, Bud sorry. Miller Coors. Sorry, we don't and, have that you know, PBR. Just, just, you know, I don't even think they had PBR. I think Rainier? they had like Bud. Wow. wow. Uh, maybe they had Rainier. I don't even remember, but it was it was pretty much 
a 1970s beer list. What's that Portland? You know, there wasn't a lot of cr- creative things on there. Yeah. And, uh, well, that, that's pretty pretty wild to think about. There were like you know 12 tap handles, but like yeah, only three of them were working. Yeah. 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 I mean, we and we're cautiously adding. We have two two sitting there, not on right now, because we just want to make sure we keep our beer fresh and, well, and go through it not have a bunch of totally. stuff just sitting there yeah. uh, and oh, that's yeah. where we add the, those on to some smaller brewers that would brew something unique that we think to, we'd want like to what Brad's support. drinking tonight well, what are you drinking Brad I am drinking <laughs> no that's a, not a good example <laughs> hey no shame in my game I'm drinking Hell Rainier yeah. Tallboys so I you know, know we're at maybe. we're at Daryl's you drink a you drink yeah, a Tallboy that's, a, that's well, Northwest you know, Staple right there Northwest Staple that's a good point you there's a great cooler yep. right oh, by yeah. the bar. You can look. You can sit at the bar, hang you know, 90 degrees over to take a look at what's in the cooler, and you've got all the the, yeah, uh, got, the tall know, boys, the ciders, and, and other canned stouts, and yeah, and European but some beers good shit, and right? Mexican like, beers. And, there's the and, Rainier and Tall Boy that you're drinking, Brad. But there's also some you know some ciders oh, and for some sure. uh, some. Some imports and some micros. We used to have every single tall shit. boy that you could get that was old school, even from like Iron City, nice. Pittsburgh. Oh. Uh, but you know, you can't, then they knocked off Olympia, they knocked off yeah. right. Hams, yeah. they knocked off yeah. all right, a bunch Owens. of them. Yeah. You yeah. know, that we yep. had the whole lineup yeah. of, of tall cans. Now you got that a tall boy of Rogue. This, the era of this place. So we were totally, yeah. definitely into that. And then, you know, all the other, you know, ciders and, and seltzer stuff and European beers and some and some cool stouts and other things yeah. to fill in, yeah. you know, like when people that in the summer want a stout, you know. Mm-hmm. So you usually t- mm-hmm. you know, and then we got we got you know timeless, we got the Christmas beers stout. going on now and stuff, Hell you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So what did you drink, Jeremy? Which one did you go? Well with? I got a Maritime Pacific Christmas ale, which is very rare to see on tap. I was super happy to see it here. Yeah, we do that every year. We get we we rotate through that. There's the maritime. Then we'll go to, you know, uh, Jubal Ale, and then we'll go yeah. to you know yeah. various Shoot. cap or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 We kind of yeah. rotate those through those those oh. ones that have been around forever. Cherish seasonals. Yeah. God yeah. bless America. Yeah. You know, got to yep. have one of those on during the winter. The Jolly Roger, baby. The Jolly, Jolly Roger. Roger. What about yeah. you? What What you drinking, Lou? Uh, I'm drinking the. Um, what am I drinking? It's the one with the oh, wood handle. Hemlock Shelter in Place in Mount Lake Terrace. Right so I here. assume it was brewed in the last year and a half, Shelter in Place. Yeah. IPA. I think that's kind of where the name Some came fantastic from. Fantastic yeah. logos. Yeah, that's yeah. an awesome name. It's delicious. Yeah. And I think it's pretty high octane, right? Um, that one, I think, I think it's right in the middle there somewhere. Oh, yeah. You can go to sleep now. Five, yeah. five and a half, something five, like that. Yeah. What we drink in is typically beers, right? We're, we're all a bunch of beer guys. We all sit around coming here to a dive bar and drink about some beers and shit. But we kicked this off starting about, we got some beers, but we also have a couple of shots of Maestro Doble, Maestro Doble tequila, tequila. Which was just a weird Say pick I grabbed off the... I think that's significant and, because you know, we actually talked about this Maestro in a couple of other episodes Doba? too. Like, this is a Northwest dive bar. So we've got some pretty fucking good tequila. Yeah. And you still got Jameson and McClellan. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we got some decent scotch. I mean, we're, yeah, we've got some good scotch. we got some I mean, yeah. decent stuff for somebody that wants to Hell yeah. delve into it. But we're, you know, 
All anyway, right. Jeremy, uh, <laughs> oh you need to talk about the music here because it's important because not a lot of people support music around here. But you can come here on any uh, Friday night and Saturday night and see three killer bands yes. that will blow your mind. Very unique and to this establishment. Yeah. You haven't heard of any of them, but a good band name will tell you all you need to know. Jay, uh, tell us who's on the Cap concert calendar coming up. Okay, uh, what do we got here? Dog Patches. That's Friday night. That's a up. That's a young band's coming up, and they're really cool. They got that '70s kind of heavy sound. That, um, I, I listen to them. Bitch Fits. I haven't actually. I need to listen Bitch to them because I haven't. And Bitch the other two bands. And these are all new bands. Bitch Fits. Bitch Fits. Mm-hmm. And then Frankie and the Pool Boys on Saturday night are from San Diego. They're Frankie really the super. Cool mm-hmm. uh, surf Destroyers? band. Oh, Destroyers no. are Del's from here, Joyers. and they're a surf yep. band, and they're Coast. local and super cool and uh-huh. great. Uh, and the Desolate Coast used to be a band called The Verb. This is a new version of. Uh, I'm not sure if it's got new members. I'm assuming, and the Desolate Coast is another surf band. The thing that's cool about these is they Desolate don't sound Coast. like mm-hmm. all the same. Mm-hmm. They actually sound distinctively different when. You know, because surf music, you think, is just all Dick Dale or something. But but they all do their own take on it. They do. And they're, they're, it's amazing how distinct they are uh, in, you know, the So surf. you're a surf guy. I Well, I love surf music. I love all kinds of music. I like metal. Well, I, like, I mean, I'm pretty much all well, well, I like it, music. You know? great We're the it, same way, it's yeah. also worth noting that this Sunday is Daryl's Jazz Jam. Now, that's <laughs> awesome because the guys Fuck that yeah. play that are, you know, Super accomplished players. Uh, one of the guys that plays drums, Jerry, is you know builds drum kits for for people, and just you know from scratch. I'm, I'm looking um, over at the at the stage right now, and there's like half a drum kit just like sitting there. Well, collect- that's just like- that's open mic <laughs> drum kit. That's our little house kit that we throw out. Nice. So, so I could go like, and oh, we have a bass, and we have some right other now? instruments we throw out on the stage for so. People show up and they can, they don't, you know, they're missing a guitar or whatever, you know. Mm. We got one for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, get Darryl's up there and play. has got you. Very cool. Yeah. So that's back in action now, too. So, you know, then there's, you just keep going. King Youngbloods are really coming up on the 17th is like a, a really up and coming band. And we're looking forward to that mm-hmm. show. That's like, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're what really. What kind of genre are we looking at here? They're rock, you know, but they're they're like brand new so do you young guys know that are really, and they're all local shoreline guys I, from what I, I hear. Oh, wow. Hell yeah! And they're all from the from the north end here, and yeah, and wow. they're all very very good at what they do. So we're looking forward to that. Then you know they get into the Hard Money Saints, the Swaggerlies, Bullet County. These are guys Hard that are a little Saints, older, but they do Bullet like County. a lot of rockability, country blends of rockability, country nice. and rock. And they and they they're they're uh, pretty solid. Um, All right, the Viking players surfers. The I'm Viking gonna... surfers are cool. They're they're a local. There's a surf local surf kind of bands yeah, that are yeah. very like Seattle oriented. And then there's you know the ones that, but they all and there's a friend of mine named Tom Head, and he is a, he has a surf uh, a surf show. I believe it's called. Fiberglass Jungle, I think, is what it's called. Nice. Anyway, he's he helps me with a lot, a lot of surf stuff. He's oh, the nice. expert in surf, and he is a great guy. And he, he scouts out and finds the bands for you. Well, he's just is into it to the big time, and he listens to this kind of no, music. He has his own, right. you know, podcast yeah. radio show. 
you know, he's the real guy. You know, he nice. he hooks me up with all the surf bands and has oh, nice. educated nice. me, you know, from the get-go. So we want to encourage everyone good to come friends. down to Daryl's because this place is booked out between now and uh, February. Thank you, Dan, thank for you, joining Dan. us on thank the mic. You. Thank you, guys. Oh, it's, hell it's been yeah. fun. This is a really uh, special episode. We want an owner every time. No, we appreciate you sitting in with us. Uh, <laughs> we love this bar, so it was an honor to, to oh, know, hear, absolutely. hear about its history. So thank you. Thank you very much, guys. It was, All right. It's been fun. All Until right. next time, be safe. Come to Daryl's. Peace out. Come to Daryl's. Thanks, guys.